This is an ABC podcast. You go through the plastic fly curtains, across the lino, up to the lolly counter. I have five cents worth of false teeth, freckles and milk bottles, thanks. And a packet of cigarettes for my dad, in my case, because the 70s were an interesting time. The corner shop, the milk bar, the deli. What are your memories of these neighbourhood hubs? And does your local shop still exist? I remember being sent off to the corner shop with five bucks to come back with the packet of cigarettes and you could still afford two ice creams. Fun times. A new TV series called Back in Time for the Corner Shop shows how the corner store evolved over a century or more and the social changes that came along with that. It's premiering premiering tonight on ABC TV and iView. And Carol Ferroni is part of the family who star in this series. Welcome, Carol. And Eamon Donnelly is with us too. He's the creator of The Milk Bar's book. Volume 2 is about to be released. Eamon, hi. Hi, Hilary, and hello, Carol. Hi. You guys are familiar with each other, having both worked on this show. Eamon, I'll, I can st- I'll start with you, if I may. Can we call you a, a kind of corner shop historian? How did how did this come about? Oh, yeah, I suppose you could, yeah. A corner shop historian, archaeologist, um, <laughs> um, collector, archivist, um, obsessive. <laughs> I, I began... Um, my interest in, in in the topic when my childhood milk bar corner shop um, closed down um, in the late 90s and I discovered that it had closed down in the early 2000s and um, I had those memories as well going into the lolly counter exactly the same as yours through the fly strips up to the lolly counter ordering you know what did I get I got um, fizzos oh yeah minties I loved it the minties was, were separate you could get one or two Minties for like a couple of cents. Um, must sticks. Oh, maybe if you had a bit extra left over, you get a whiz fizz or a packet of fags, the, the lolly fags. And yes, though yeah. interestingly, like they're still selling fads, fun sticks, yes. which shocked yes. me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. It's interesting um, the the changes with all of the products over the the years. Um, the things that you could buy and the things you can't buy. And uh, you, you mentioned buying cigarettes for your dad. Uh, the, the amount of families that have said the same thing, that they would used to, you know, send their, their kids up to the shop and with a little note with like a list. Um, and that list would include the cigarettes for dad or I even had a, a, a story about um, – the school run up to the milk bar. Oh. The, the principal would send the, uh, the special the special kid for the day up to the corner to buy all the smokes for the teachers. Wow! <laughs> Bring them back, and then you know maybe some change, get some mixed lollies with the with the, the leftovers, and exactly. just imagine that. Well, I'm I'm worried about being pelted with humbugs right now. But did Australians invent the milk bar? <laughs> Um, yeah, the the concept of the milk bar is definitely something that was that was an Australian. Yeah, I, I would say an Australian invention. I'd say in the nineteen thirties. So, what what we had were American soda fountains were quite popular in the early nineteen hundreds in the cities, and um, then the depression hit nineteen twenty nine, and by the thirties there was lots of um, health conscious discussions around milk and, and and ice cream and dairy and health food. And so an entrepreneurial Greek who was running soda fountains in Sydney, he decided to 
get rid of all of that concept and start selling milkshakes instead. And so this was such a big, big business that there were literally thousands of people lining up to have these these milkshakes, which were, but they were healthy back then. Um, they they were you know f- fresh fruit mixed up with ice cream and 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 milk, and you could get some interesting flavors with you know essences and there was brandy maybe was sneakily put in (laughs) (laughs) a a sneaky sneaky little um a little extra um there were these concepts were pretty much um a milkshake business yeah and um so they grew and grew um into the corner stores the corner stores started to um merge their little business operations into selling milkshakes and so they could call themselves a milk bar as well and yeah and um, eventually there was one on every corner on in every suburb around australia absolutely yeah carol ferroni i understand that you uh, had a childhood history with the corner store what what are your memories Yes, so I actually grew up in a corner store from the age of about eight when I came to Australia from the UK to about 15. I, the the local corner store lady actually looked after me, so before and after school care. So my, my parents used to drop me off about 6am and then pick me up at about 6pm and she used to look after me before and after school. So I have fond memories of, you know, early mornings, the fresh bread being dropped off, the, you know, the cigarette man dropping off the cigarettes and, you know, the milk deliveries. Remember when milk was dropped off in or milk came in in bottles? So yes. I have all those memories. And even, you know, the locals that would come in every single morning, you know, before work and pick up their bread, their milk, their their cigarettes, their newspaper. And it was all those regulars, you know, they, they really were, I guess almost like part of the family and all those regulars that would that would come in and, hi, Carol, have a great day at school. And, you know, the lady that looked after me, her name was Layla. It was Layla and Norm. And that corner shop actually still exists, but their grandsons run it now as a hairdressing salon. Aww. And it's, it's really lovely. Yeah. Well, and I imagine that all that experience of, you know, human nature as well as running a business came in quite handy when you were asked to run different milk bars in different eras for this TV show back in time. Time for the corner shop. Oh, Tell absolutely. us some of the things that they made you do, Carol. Oh, look, I look in well, growing up, not not much. I wasn't really involved in that corner shop, but in our corner shop, in in this experience, well, you know, in the in the early in the early decades. Women were meant to be not seen or not heard. Unfortunately, we were out the back of the store and you'll see that in tonight's episode. We we made all the products. So one of the big ones you'll see is the girls and I making butter, which was not a lot of fun because churning butter is about a three-hour process. <laughs> and um, you'll see my daughter and Sienna get very frustrated because no sooner have you made butter and sold butter, you have to start the whole process again. And, you know, the boys get excited when we we sell out of butter because, of course, we're making money. And then, you know, Julian comes out the back and says, you know, guess what? We've sold out all of our butter. And then it's like, oh, gosh, we've got to make it all again. But, um, no, running a a corner store is is quite a – it's quite busy. And um, And a bit terrifying at times, wasn't it? Those machines for slicing things looked appalling. Well, if you can figure out how to actually use them (laughs) – because, um, look, it's a bit like, you know, last season when I couldn't figure out an ancient can opener. 
Um, figuring out how to use a slicing machine is is a whole other kettle kettle of fish. It's um yeah, it's it's quite difficult. But of course, you know, you close up shop at the end of an evening. It's not like you get to sit down and have leisure time. There's a whole other sort of plethora of jobs you have to do. There's stock taking. There's getting ready for the next morning. There's there's a lot of a lot of things to do. You know, running running a corner shop. Yeah, which was your favourite era? Because you went right through from the 1850s to the 1990s, more or less, and so many different ways of you know weighing and measuring and packaging and and calculating the the cost and everything. What was best for you? Look, my favourite era was definitely the 1950s corner shop and it's funny because in the past the 1950s was actually my least favorite decade but in back in time for the corner shop it's actually my favorite corner shop it's bright it's beautiful our our corner shop resembles something out of a, a you know a 1950s teen movie but for me it's it's my favorite i guess it's because it's the most social time for us so the corner shop not only does it look good but we have Milkshakes, which is good. The milk, the milkshake um, section, if we call it that, actually does come in into the 1930s. But it's it's a time where we see the start of, I guess, the influence of immigration. So we become a milk bar and continental deli. So you'll start to see salamis, prosciutto, some European influence into our corner shop, but also we get a pinball machine, which is uh-huh. really fun. So the local teenagers and kids come in and start to hang out. We see mixed lollies, so the good old one-cent lollies, which is a lot of fun. So the local children come in up before and after school and they come in and, you know, so we not only have, you know, the mums and dads coming in and spending money, but the local kids. So we're quite profitable because when the teenagers are you know, hanging out playing pinball, they're also spending money. So we're quite profitable in the 1950s. Yeah, and I have to say the colour work on this show was amazing. Just looking at the way they'd done the palettes over the different eras yes. was really, really gorgeous. Yes. Eamon Donnelly, we talked before about the, the hard work involved and some of the stories that you've um, uncovered from looking into the history of milk bars, they're migrant stories, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a business that was a, a really fantastic option for, for new migrants to set up because they could essentially live in this building and raise their kids and see them every day and really plant themselves into the, the community, um, learn the languages, all the little customs and traditions. And, and it was a really excellent way for them to, to set up set up new life in in this new country. Yeah, there's some beautiful nostalgic texts coming in. In Sydney in the 1980s, we would buy packets of fireworks at the milk bar. Horrific. Frank at Wombat Alley writes, $5? Good grief, if a kid went to the corner shop with five bob, it would be Christmas, what with bullets at eight a penny. And he adds, also the best treat was the Senate's ice cream bulk delivery. That bloke used to save the empty tins for the kids to scrape out. Excellent. And Kay in Canberra says, the store on the corner of Forest Way and Ralston Avenue in Belrose in Sydney holds the fondest memories, not just because the finest, fattest cobbers could be purchased there. Loving these memories of corner shops coming in. (laughs) Eamon Donnelly, you've got these two books, the Milk Bars book. You you worked on Back in Time for the Corner Shop, which is premiering on ABC TV and iView tonight. What do you think we've lost by not having these stores on every corner anymore? Oh, I just was thinking about um, 
Carol, you were talking about all of the kids coming into the shop and the community and how much fun you had in the 50s. I, I was just imagining I would love to be able to go and do that right now. I'd love to be able to go down yes. to the corner and just hang out, you know, and just, just chat and, and meet people and, you know, gossip about the the, yes. the suburb, what's happening in the street. And, yeah, I, I'd just love to get a Senate's ice cream to go back back in time to get a Senate's ice cream. Um, I think... I think really we have lost that community connection with these businesses. In, in, in America, they, they call them the mom and pop stores. It's essentially mm. it's a mom and dad business and um, the family runs it. And they, you, you get to know these, these families. You grow up with them. You know, you experience life with them and you help them and they help you. Um, I, I just have such fond memories of that connection to to these to these owners and these families that ran them um and it's real sad when you see them closing down and you you know it's like i just wish that we could still support them somehow um but yeah unfortunately it's times have changed so much the business model needed to change and and that the show definitely tries to capture how the the pharaohs have had to merge different concepts together to survive and it's it's kind of bittersweet at the right at the 1990s when um, we kind of get to the end, and that's that's when I suppose I started to get out there and take photos of the closed shops just to capture that memory and get a photo of the old Senate sign. Or that they don't really exist anymore, but uh, maybe a Tarak sign or maybe the the Sun Herald or anything that was just a, a visual memory. To, to archive and document yeah, those yeah. those stories. Yeah, and it's very illuminating, both the books and and the TV show, just about the, our, our social changes. It's really interesting. Thank you both so much for joining us to have a little chinwag about it in the virtual corner store of Life Matters today. Thank you. No worries. Thank you, Hilary. Thank you. Eamon Donnelly, whose second Milk Bar book can be apparently pre-ordered through his website, eamondonnelly.com. And Carol Ferroni, whose family stars in Back in Time for the Corner Shop. They are veterans of the Back in Time model now, airing on ABC TV and iView from tonight. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.